0: today on Geekdom Empowers. People tell you, well, you can't do anything with a short film, but there's a lot you can do with short films. You can put them in film festivals, and especially if I continue the storyline, I can put them all together and sell the DVD, and that's what I did. You are listening to Geekdom
1: Empowers, the podcast about people empowered through their geekiness. Welcome back! My name is Gahason and you are listening to Geekdom Empowers. Geekdom Empowers is a podcast that highlights people who do not often get to be highlighted. It's these people who make up almost all of the geek world. By talking to each person, by hearing their story, Geekdom Empowers creates a huge, giant, world-sized quilt of the geeks all around the world. Each person is a story, and together we are one story, one huge Geekverse quilt. Today we're talking to Dimitris Lashan Witherspoon. Dimitris is a man who began creating a science fiction universe in film called the Submerged Universe. His story is amazing, not just in how this developed, but in what he did later to market, sell, create comics, novels, action figures, cards, an animated pilot apparel, and more. This is a deep lesson in how we can empower ourselves through our geekiness. And it's also, of course, a personal story.
0: Let's listen. Where are you at right now? I am uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, which is in the Midwest of uh, the United States. So, uh, probably... About two and a half hours away from Chicago. That's the most major city um, that people recognize. But, you know, most definitely Indianapolis because of football and uh, basketball, all the different sports. You from there? Um, I'm originally from Kentucky. Um, It's uh, Bardstown, Kentucky. So the bourbon state. Uh, so they have a lot of bourbon down the, uh, in that area. Um, so, um, yeah, born in Louisville, grew up in Bardstown, Kentucky, um, which is about three hours from here. And, um, then I moved to Indianapolis when I got married. So been up here for 28 years, uh, wow. 28 years, Saturday. <laughs> so it's an
1: anniversary coming soon or?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was Saturday. Um, we had our 28th anniversary. Wow. That's amazing.
1: Congratulations. That is not... Uh, well, thank you. Thank do. you. Uh, can you tell me uh, your origin story? Like, uh, What did, did you begin to like? Both, uh, science fiction, comic books maybe, uh, fantasy maybe, and
0: uh, movies? Well, uh, for us, it was five of us uh, kids, and uh, so we lived in a small town, um, but uh, movies was our thing. It was our parents' thing, Uh, so like on uh, Tuesday, we only had a uh, two-screen cinema. Uh, that we had there in the, in the small town. And uh, on Tuesdays, they would have $2 Tuesdays. So we could go in there for two bucks and go see, you know, as a family, uh, different movies, you know, E.T., um, Empire Strikes Back, all these uh, different movies. Um, so just kind uh, <clears> of <throat> grew up on that. Uh, a little bit of comics. Um, wait, wait. So you're an
1: 80s kid like me then?
0: Yeah. 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 So (laughs) growing up on uh, all of that, you know, Battlestar Galactica and um, all those cool things, you know? Um, So uh, that's kind of where I got used to that. And my dad watched uh, B sci-fi movies, you know, Uh, you know, the incredible uh, Strinkin' Woman. And then, you know, all these different kinds of, Uh, sci-fi fantasy movies hercules and things like that and so um so at an early age i was connected to sci-fi and uh and all the cool things about that
1: nice i was i saw those by the way i saw the incredible shrinking uh uh, the incredible shrinking man i saw oh yeah Uh, a festival with uh, when I was just a tiny kid, like I was seven or eight. It was mm. a science fiction festival, and my parents took me there, and it was two. We had two movies, and there was no age warning. So there was, the first was the Incredible Shrinking Man, and then there was Poltergeist. Oh, <laughs> what and a combination! Thing <laughs> gave me, I, I was I was ashamed to go like this. So I went to the bathroom like seven times.
0: Oh, my goodness. It gave me
1: nightmares.
0: Yeah. Uh, for me, Jaws was like that. That was my childhood uh, horror movie. <laughs> so I always had dreams about sharks coming after me. So, uh, yeah. but yeah. Yeah,
1: and those was the A-Team and Riptide and uh, Magnum P.I.
0: Yeah, yeah. All, all of those. and. Um, I always tell my story of how I got the, um, it was 2016 that I got to uh, go out to dinner and stuff with uh, the the uh, original cast of uh, Battlestar Galactica, or Richard oh. Hatch and them. And uh, he just came over to the booth and he's like, hey, we're going out to dinner. Would you guys like to go out with us? Because uh, I, I did a lot of, I do a lot of uh, sci or comic conventions so he came over to my booth and asked if we wanted to go out to dinner with him and it was a blast just to sit there and see you know people that uh, you've seen on the screen as a kid and uh, I really liked the show and uh, here they are we went to a hibachi grill mm. and we're just all it was very intimate you know so um, that was a blast of so something I'll never forget.
1: That was amazing. We Hatch was in both by
0: the start of okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think that was probably the year I seen him was about a year before he he passed away. Yeah. Um, but I was you know able to talk to him and you know he wanted to know what what's Submerged Universe about you know and uh, just to really communicate with so many talented. Uh, actors you know they were very seasoned they've done so much in their career you know great so let's get there like
1: uh step by step so you spent your teenage years or your childhood watching movies connecting to mm-hmm. sci-fi sci-fi b-movies tv shows and then what happened like what was the next step
0: well um i always wanted to do filming and things like that but I uh, never really had the money. I uh, didn't think that was going to be possible, uh, you know, growing up uh, with a big family and everything. So um, it wasn't until I got to my late uh, 30s, uh, I had lost my job yeah. and uh, I was doing r and uh, singing. I had a, I have a CD out and things like that. And I wanted to do music videos. So I borrowed some money from my brother and me and my 14 year old daughter at the time looked at uh, YouTube tutorials on how to use the video camera and, and what angles do you do and things like that. And I went out and shot three music videos. Uh, just, it was just a couple of us and, uh, People really like what we did. And I was like, you know what? This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. That's <laughs> like, this fits like a glove. So that's when I started the DV Entertainment uh, Pictures production. Um, and then um, that's when I started my Sawfire series.
1: Well, uh, there's like a couple of steps there. You lost your job, so you're unemployed. I'm right. It wasn't fun. Right right you open and you created this and you have to think this is worth money or else uh, well you know you wouldn't you need a job
0: right well part of that was just doing video production itself so um doing weddings and things like that uh, so it kind of started with that and doing uh functions for uh, nonprofit organizations, cancer foundations, when they would have a fashion show or anything like that, I, me and my daughter would do the videoing of the, the event, and then you know they would hire us for that, and um, we did some commercials um, that got played on TV, and uh, uh, for these for the cancer foundation and then uh that's when i got into doing my movie it was right after all all of that uh, that i I started doing that so how did the idea for um uh, for the movie come about um well i always liked stargate and and star wars and things like that so um there was uh, a, a lady That stands a certain spot uh, when we're on the streets passing by. uh, She was always asking for money. She had her Mm -hmm. sign out. And I would help whenever I could, but I was like, what it took for her to be in this situation, um, you know, and, you know, having to deal with so much. And I was like, well, what if she got chased by the government? and she got thrown into this multi-universe and she has to find her way out and find her daughter. So it kind of started from there, um, taking that little thought process. All I, could, all I could think of was a lady running down an alleyway with people chasing after her and, um, and all of this would happen. I didn't know how we were gonna get to the other side of this, but uh, you know, I just started writing and um, we uh, actually filmed on the spot where she usually would be standing in traffic. Uh, we, 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 we filmed on that spot. So that's how we kind of started the movie. It was probably about eight of us um, filming. The uh, end? Uh, who was it? Oh, my, my family. My wife, she was driving the car. We put her in the movie. Uh, my daughter, she ran. The boom mic, uh, and then I picked up some uh actors, some well, some some a model, and and some uh other people to say, Hey, yeah, I'd like to be part of that, and that's how we started.
1: How'd you convince them, you know, your wife and that, but how'd you convince all those people to participate, (laughs) except for your wife?
0: Hey, you want to be in a movie? And it's just like, Yeah, I would love to be in a movie. So that's how it started.
1: And how did you write the thing? Uh,
0: how what? How
1: did you write it? Like, how, how oh. long did it take you to write it? What did you decide to uh, it? that?
0: It, it didn't take me long, or a long, maybe a month, maybe. Um, I, I kinda, I was doing a lot of driving at the time, um, looking at different sites around town And I'll be like, oh, that that would be a cool spot. So I used what I had available. I didn't try to go outside of my box and get a whole desert, you know, do a dune. But I used what I had around me. So uh, there was uh, um, statues and things like that that looked like portals throughout the city. So I was like, okay, I can do that, you know. I'll make that a portal and just kind of rolled my story kind of. Around that, and um, that's that's how we started. That's interesting. So you, you it's, it's like you went,
1: you you knew what you wanted, and you did it. Yeah. And you edited it. You added sound. I see you have, listen in the movie I saw. A really good use of sound
0: and music. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? Well, um, so you know, uh, what kind of helped was coming from R and B singing and editing my own music. You kind of have some of the same functions when you're editing a movie and, uh, plus you have YouTube tutorials on how to do things. So, uh, I, we did that, uh, first movie, of uh, film and, uh, I had problems with some of the actors did not showing up, so I was like, "Well, I'm just going to make a part two and finish my story." And well, wait, wait, uh, so you
1: finished, you you finished the first movie, but some actors didn't show up, so there were like holes in the movie.
0: Uh, toward the end, it was yeah. So, uh, and it's not the one that you've seen; it's the very first one I ever did. Um, So uh, yeah, it was some things that supposed to happen. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna cut it right here. And then I'll finish it, You know, uh, I'll make the rest of the movie. And uh, that first movie that we did or film was 15 minutes, and it got into a film festival. uh, And that was the first time I ever seen my film on a big screen uh movie cinema screen and, and then so it really hyped me up to really get the next part done and so um we did the the next part and uh I started putting those all together because people tell you well you can't do anything with a short film but there's a lot you can do with short films you can put them in film festivals and especially if I continue the storyline I can put them all together and sell the DVD. And that's what I did. So by the time I got to my third movie, my third film, uh, it was 30 minutes long. I had, we had over, uh, well, we have uh, 30 people on set. Um, We had uh, uh, an actor from St. Louis, uh, Bishop Stevens. Uh, he was a former WWE wrestler, and uh, now he's in movies on Netflix and things like that. Uh, he filmed with us. And then uh, also we had Katie O'Brien uh, at the time. She lived here, uh, but now she's on uh, Star Wars Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, she's on, was, she? Uh, was she? Uh, she was a deck officer uh, on the Imperial ship. Um, and so she was in probably about three or four episodes. So, um, so yeah. Uh, so she was on there. And then she was on Z Nation, the fifth season. And then she was on Black Lightning. I think that was the fourth season or fifth season. She was, uh, you know, a bad person, kick, kicking butt on that one. And uh, Westworld, she was on Westworld. So, Um, so yeah by the time I did my third movie I was able to work with uh, really talented people so
1: I want to get there like so what was the reception in the festival for the first like
0: movie I I started getting really good reception in in the sense of you know they could see there was something there and so I went to my first one and then it got uh Uh, Then another uh, festival um, uh, organizer, coordinator was there, and he put it into his film festival, which was called Gen Con. Now, Gen Con is a gaming convention. They have, uh, before pandemic, (laughs) they have uh, over 70,000 people come through. And uh, it's like board games. It's not video games. It's board games. Dungeons and Dragons, all those different kinds of games. But they have a film festival where there's films from all over the world um, and uh, had film fest film directors and producers come in from uh, L.A., um, the U.K., Puerto Rico, all over the world. So uh, that's where my film got into. And uh, it was well-received and uh that's why i started to make the next ones
1: okay so then what happened in the second one like or the third one like how do you feel the change as it it happens
0: well you know as a um, as a creator you want to go to the next level each time so you you learn things from each time you do a film you should learn things and try to get better so um by the third one, you know, I wasn't behind the camera and, and things anymore. Even the second one, um, you know, I, I was behind the camera. I was, that's why you'll see my name, you know, filming and, and doing the music and doing the uh, special effects and things like that. I'm glad I learned all those things. But um, so somebody suggested, you know, well, once you just direct and have some people that know more than you, surround yourself with people that know more than you to uh, do the rest. And that was the best advice I ever, ever got. Uh, Because then I was able to focus in on so many of the other details. And then I was able to have a bigger crew, Um, uh, visual effects guys, had close to five visual effects guys, by the time we got to the fourth movie and um, uh, two film crews going at the same time. Yeah, so the all those
1: things sound like they cost money.
0: Yeah, they do. <laughs> but, you know, uh, here in Indiana, uh, we have a good uh, film community. And so I, I did do uh, Indiegogo. Uh, to raise some money, but it wasn't everything that we needed. Uh, So uh, we worked as a community, um, you know, to make sure everything would do the best sci-fi that we could do here in uh, Indianapolis. And so I work with uh, different production companies and things like that um, to, to get the films done.
1: That's interesting. And what is your, like, uh, what do you, it sounds like, what is your ambition? It's like, is it to create a universe on your own? Is it to be asked to do the next Godzilla, you know? Like...
0: <laughs> well, uh, that would be cool to be asked to do the next Godzilla. Uh, I, I, I enjoy the process of creating Uh, And I've been creating this universe, Uh, been learning more about world building, because other than that, you know, I just knew Star Wars and how big it was. But it was the reason why behind that, that Lucas was uh, world building where you could Mm -hmm. take different characters and, and expand them out. You know, it's not just Luke Skywalker. You can do, you know, Bubba Fett and things like that. So so starting to learn about that um, helped me uh, as I started to create this world. So I know where I want to end it. And um, and so that's what I've been doing. Just, uh, I enjoy the process of uh, creating worlds. So can... Can you talk a
1: little bit about, like, the characters or or the pla- or how the movies blend into each other? Or yeah. I saw number four. It's out, right. of, out of something bigger. Like, the characters at the end are probably characters that I've seen in previous movies,
0: right? Right, right. Yeah. So so it started with Nairi, uh, who uh, is uh, experimenting on uh, to make a super soldier, and she gets thrown into a multi-universe has to find her way out and find her child. And so um, by the time we get to this third one and and we kind of complete that arc of uh, her uh, getting out of the multi-universe, I wanted to go further into that universe and uh, start to talk about these aliens uh, called the Craig Empire. So they've been doing these experiments in different galaxies on different species to make uh, uh, super soldiers to replenish their ranks. And so, um, so I wanted to expand that further into uh, space and we uh, come along with uh, new characters and start to uh, see where they are. And um I filled some of the gaps um, with, like, we have novels and comic books, uh, so people could get into it that way also, so they explain a little bit of what's going on in the, in the world. Um, I do have a fifth movie that we have that we're working on the visual effects right now, um, uh, Submerge uh, Blue Star, which kind of, comes before Echo Fifty One. It's kind of prequel to that, but it really explains a lot more uh, of where the characters have been and where they're going. So that movie, uh, trying to get done before twenty twenty two, so that can be out out on Blu Ray. How did you get novels written and comic books, and also <laughs> dolls? Right,
1: you said you use the same. Yeah. That yeah with uh, previous guest
0: Ty Dixon. Uh, so. yes that yeah is. we got uh, action figures um, uh, by Rex in the Philippines uh, he, he does those so uh, with the books again I'm I've learned that going to these sci-fi and comic conventions it's it's more than just making money it's it's about meeting uh, Uh, your fans, meeting uh, new people and introducing them to your world, but also networking with people. So I went to one convention, uh, an author seen one of my uh, movies, and uh, he's like, I I would love to create uh, a book, a novel, um, based in your universe. Really? yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do that. You know? And he wanted to go back to, to one of my other films. But I was like, well, let's, you know, I, I got echo 51 coming out. Um, let's do a novel on that and expand that universe. Cause I got more, you know, we could talk about and things like that. And, uh, that's what he did. So, you know, we worked a little bit and, you know, as creatives, you got to let people have their room to create and have some fun in your world. And so um, the only time I would say something, you know, that has to be changed is when I know that this is going to happen later on. So you can't really do that with that character. Mm. But other than that, I let him expand the universe.
1: That's it's that is so rare because usually authors like to write their own stuff, you know, just give yeah. them a chance to write their own thing in their right. own universe where they have all the rights. And, right. and they usually do stuff in other people's universes when those universes are really big and famous and they get uh, money for a lot of money for it. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of money, but you know, right, <laughs> right. Um, so that is so rare. Yeah, so,
0: and he wrote. So, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, you said there are novels.
1: So, did you write one, and then others came, or did you write? A
0: few? Uh, he 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 wrote uh, the one. Uh, uh, the Submerge Echo 51, which is on Amazon Prime. And um, then I started to write the comic books. Uh, and then I work with artists out of Venezuela and the Philippines. So I started to expand the universe uh, uh, with my different characters um, in the comic books. Oh,
1: okay. So, and how did the comic books come about?
0: Well, uh, for for so long, I was looking to do that, but it was so expensive at the time. It's like, oh, man, it's like uh, that could be, you know, comic book could be uh, close to two thousand dollars or more to get done. um, And, you know, with the paying the artists and things like that. And um, so it took me a minute. But then uh, another uh, director turned me on to Fiverr, uh, or oh. you can go in and get stuff done, you know, and sometimes it's a reasonable price. And so I went in and vetted different artists, just give them a little job, see how they turned out and then said, Hey, would you like to do a comic book with me? Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, paying them and, uh, work out a, you know, a, a working relationship, um, so that's that's how I got my first comic book done. Wow, that is initiative.
1: That's yeah. Amazing. <laughs> um wow. I'm I'm taking this all in. You 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 haven't just created a universe, you've
0: created a whole universe
1: of uh, stuff around it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, uh yeah. it's part of my transmedia. Um, marketing. So you have your films, but then you have everything around it, the novel, the comic books. I have a card game um, and uh, the music, the score and things like that. So that expands the story world where people are like, oh, man, I love this comic book. But and then I'll go, you know, but we have these five films. That's where it started. Oh, my God, really? Let me get those because I want to get caught up on what's going on. And so in, anywhere, um, you know, it helps people to get submerged <laughs> in, into the, the universe in different ways because some people might not be so much of a movie goer. They're a reader. So they want the novel, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they want to uh, get into it that way um so um so th- all those different things are part of my transmedia
1: so I, I want i want to 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 stay on that for a bit because okay people who are listening are people mm-hmm. like you like me you would like to mm-hmm. get the things you know how do i like, get my stuff out to people mm-hmm. so how do you get each of those out to people how do you get the movies uh seen more like the movies were in festivals, but also in DVDs. You wanted to get these, mm-hmm. so you had to get the word out about the DVDs or the books. Yeah. Like, how, how do you how do you build an audience?
0: Well, um, it's interesting you asked that because <laughs> that's you know that's kind of part of what I do now. Is uh, I'm a global marketing consultant uh, for uh, a company, uh, animation company. And so part of that is you're building a buzz at the film festivals, but these film festivals also, you can get a booth. And a lot of filmmakers don't have enough stuff. They might have a film, but they don't have enough to go with it to really, Mm -hmm. um, you know, say, Hey, I'm getting a booth. So I started doing that. And then after a while, Uh, film festivals like what I was doing because I would bring the cast with me. They would sign autographs and things like that. So, you know, it was a team effort. And so they would, uh, I would start to be a guest at these um, uh, comic cons and and film festivals. Uh, And so they would bring us in and um, I would sell the DVDs and then whatever the posters or trading cards and the cast was sign it right there. And so, um, so I started with that. And then uh, knowing that I started to meet people that really liked the movies and things like that and really talking to them to see what they like and what they dislike. Then I started, you know, making sure the movies uh, look the way it should be and everything. And so I found out how to put it online on my website. Um, put it on um, Amazon Prime, um, and and then uh, you know selling it myself, uh, pushing it that way, distributing it myself. How
1: do you put things on Amazon
0: Prime? Uh, well, we have the novel on there, and we have uh, Submerged Echo Fifty One. It's on Amazon Prime and Roku because uh, I got a small distribution. Uh, the other part is is just like I said, networking. You know, when I go to those, when you go to uh, when you get a booth and things like that, it's not just always selling something. Um, the the gold nugget is networking and meeting people that are going to help you level up, but you're helping them also. So when I went, I met a lot of podcasters. Oh my God, I would love to have you on my show okay, let me get on your show. You know, I was able to talk about it and also uh, send people to the website to buy it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I was on one podcast. I, uh, the other thing, I searched social media. Uh, again, I'm just kind of going through a, a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so the, you got the film festivals being there directly in front of people, you know, and, and working the circuit, what's close to you. Uh, there's always film festivals or some kind of comic um, conventions going on uh, that you can go to or drive to within two hours. Go there, be there in front of people, and they'll remember you. Then got on podcasts. I started doing podcasts. It was a lady out of um, uh, Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, I, I seen her interview another director on what on uh, Facebook, uh, Inboxer Say, I would love to be on your show. She looked at all my stuff and says, I love it. I'm opening a store in, in Roswell, New Mexico. You know, this is area 51. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I want to buy all your stuff. I want, I want so much of these DVDs. I want your novels. I want your, your score to your movie. And she put it in her, her store. So we had a submerged section before, you know, hey, it wasn't Walmart, but hey, it was in the stores. So um, so networking, meeting different people, we had that happen and then a small distribution in Japan um, and then uh, doing distribution through uh, different companies to get it on streaming sites.
1: Wow. Um, What kind of, that's a lot. And it's basically, (laughs) it's the fact that you have multi, what do you call it, multi faceted, multi media.
0: Yeah, transmedia.
1: Uh, Mm -hmm. Transmedia. And networking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so how do you see, and while
0: you're advising,
1: Others,
0: are you advising them about this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, you know, part of the thing I I do also, it's not just going to the film festivals. I do panels and speaking engagements on uh, how to do film, but also on, how to do film on a budget, but also how to uh, work out a transmedia plan uh, for different genres. Uh, you know, it doesn't work with every uh, genre, but sci-fi lends itself a lot. Comic book and um, sci-fi um, genres, it lends itself a lot because I look at uh, Marvel and, and Star Wars and uh, all these big um, studios or, or, or brands. Mm. And I say, how can I do that on my level? How can I do that f- on myself, well, I can get trading cards done. They're not that expensive. And uh, when I'm doing a film, I take out, part of our film schedule is taking time out to get everybody's picture while they're already in their costumes on green screen. So then I can, they'll have their own trading card. Um, Then uh, with the action figures, The um, the actors, uh, I I do a contract with them uh, that uh, they're actually paid royalties out of that, Um, and so you know it's not just they're they're part of it also you know it's a team effort uh, of things. Um, So so looking at different things that Star Wars and stuff like that are doing, you can do it. You can do it yourself also. Internet is wide open. Everything, everything is. It can be done.
1: That's, that's interesting. That's, a, that's an interesting approach, and it's uh, it does lend itself to sci-fi and fantasy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 to other things, you know. Even if it was a romance, you know, what what can you do? You have your romance movie, but what else can you do with that? You can have a book. That, uh, you know, if the story's big enough, that pans off and has a novel or a short novel off of it. Or you can do a podcast with those characters, uh, you know, doing doing something different. Or maybe we've seen characters in the movie that went off and we never seen them again. Well, what happened to them? Well, we can do a short podcast that shows what happened to those characters. That expands that, that universe, that story world. And, and then that can draw people in, um, you know. Uh, so there's different ways to um, monetize uh, with your IP, but also bring people more story because that's what people want. That's why people binge watch, <laughs> which within a weekend, you know, uh, all these different, uh, streaming shows. So they want more content. So, um, cause it's been many a times you're watching a movie or a series and it's kind of getting, you know, to, toward the end and you're like, man, is it going to be in the season two or what's going on? And you Google it real quick and I'm like, Oh wait, you know, they got a book that's based off of that. And, you know, uh, they have, uh, this podcast, that's based off of that. Well, I'm gonna listen to that too, because I really like the series. So, so um, all of that again works uh, with your story. Can work for your story.
1: That's that's a great approach. I really have. <laughs> I think will help a lot of people. So, thank you very much for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. What are your plans
1: for the future, like uh, for submerging for yourself?
0: So um, right now, I'm finished up writing um, uh, an animated series uh, called The Figure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I found out through doing the different conventions that people ask about this one character, you know, and uh, out of all my characters, they don't even say as much. But they're like, you know, I really want to know more about that character. So I was going to do a comic book about him. But then uh, I was uh, networking with some people and they were animators. So I'm working with animators out of Istanbul, Turkey, and um, working on uh, animated series, The Figure. And we have already started doing voiceovers uh, for that. And um, so hopefully what we're looking at is next year, um, summertime to have that out. Wow, yeah. you are
1: <laughs> becoming an empire.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I enjoy the process from writing to, uh, to actors breathing life into your character uh, and, and the finished prod- product. But, uh, you know, some um, directors or creators, that's all they want to do but you have to promote it. You have to, unless you got a lot of money, you know, to put it out there, to promote it and things like that. Sure. You're, you're the, you're the brand, you're the person that's going to be doing it more than your actors or anybody else. And so, and I'm talking to independent, this is independent filmmaking, you know? And, um, so, uh, <clears throat> That, that's where all these other facets come in to, to help that movie and help people keep engaged because people's attention spans are short. You know, that's why they've uh, shortened seasons. You know, we used to have 23, 24 episodes in a season, you know, uh, and now it's what, it's about, uh, you can have four episodes to nine episodes uh, in, in a season. Because people's attention spans are, are short, um, and so, um, so using those different tactics and things like that, um, ways of uh, getting people involved um, is what I've done. So um, my my next thing is the well, the animated series, but then we have a a, a series called uh, Submerged Galaxy of Subversion which uh, we do have some actors attached to it's just with the pandemic it's kind of pushed back the live action uh uh, thing and i I know a lot of people are out doing filming and things like that but um we've had some setbacks with some loss of crew uh actors and things like that so uh so that's why i was like well let's do the animation because that can always be worked on and then when we get things kind of going again for the live action, that can still be going.
1: Yeah, but and and yet at the same time, you said the story has an ending.
0: Yes, it has, a, it has an ending. So um, there's uh, one more. Well, in the series, uh, some things are going to be brought out and. That would be the ending, but then there's spin off films that I have had planned. It's a whole universe, like, like it's a whole like, universe. universe, yeah,
1: yeah. Cool, that is cool. Anything else you want to uh say that
0: we didn't cover? Um, just uh, you know, people you might not have a lot of money, but uh, you can get things done. Uh, everybody, majority of people uh, around the world have a cell phone. You can make your movies with your cell phone. And especially if you have your iPhone, you don't even have to be the top newest iPhone. You know, they put one out every <laughs> six months, but uh, just with your iPhone, uh, there's feature length movies that have been made uh, and they're on Netflix, you know, um, so it can be done uh, with today's technology. Uh, you can edit your movie and sound effects and everything just on your phone. So and 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 there's uh, I'm a judge in a international uh, film Maker's um, uh, Film Festival out of San Diego. And um, I've seen amazing movies from all over the place. Uh, Russia, France, uh, that was all uh, the Netherlands that was uh, shot uh, on their phone. Um, even, um, uh, I can't even think of his name, uh, Snyder, the one that did uh, Batman uh, i mean uh did the uh, justice league uh he shot a a short movie uh on his phone yeah. you know and so um so those things can don't you know don't think you you can't do it you get your friends together write a story that you can uh use simple things around you you know uh, the, a park is free um you know, wherever you can find a street somewhere and you don't get pulled over or what have you, Mm guerrilla filmmaking, (laughs) those things can happen. Or if you're in somebody's house, you write your story where it's happening just in that house, use your phone, edit it, get it out into film festivals. They're free film festivals. There's festivals all over the world. Get it into there and then do it again. And each time you're going to get better. Great
1: advice. Where can people find your movies, your novels, your comics, and so on?
0: Um, You can go to uh, Facebook, Instagram, and um, uh, Twitter uh, under uh, Submerge Universe. Um, And then uh, we're on LinkedIn uh, and and, uh, Instagram on DV Entertainment Pictures. Uh, you, and our website, that's where you get to the streaming site and all our uh, action figures and, and things like that. Um, that is uh, D like in David, V like in Victor, Entertainment Pictures with an S.com.
1: Thank you so much to Dimitri with a spoon. I have to say, on a personal level, that that thing he has, which allows him to sell like that to ten your universe into something that exists in multiple mediums, like, you know, comics, cards, action figures, apparel, and so on, while he's developing his original stuff, that is mind-blowing to me. Like, I have my own universe that I'm creating slowly in the Squash Buckley Diaries podcast in the upcoming books, and just doing that is something that is unnatural to me, and I feel I should be doing, so... We have had a previous guest who does the same kind of thing to his stuff called, uh, Tayo Undiki. And check out his episode as well. That is also a lesson in how to market your own stuff. Anyway, that's me. Uh, if you want to know more about Dimitris, you can find him. Uh, we have links in the show notes about his homepage, YouTube, Instagram and Facebook. By the way, I hope you enjoyed our Hollywood week. Uh, it was. Like Geekdom Empowers, about the people who are usually not highlighted. Uh, Next time, because, you know, there's always a next time. There's always another story to tell. Uh, There are always more geeks in the world. We are going to the roots of fandom. To guess that, years ago, taught me how comic books can really empower us. Stick around for that. It's an amazing conversation. I will see you on Monday. What did you think about this episode? Email me at guy.hasson, at gigdominpows.com. The website is gigdominpows.com. On Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, we're at gigdominpows. And if you want to check out my other podcast, The Squash Buckler Diaries, that universe that I'm building, it's an experiment in epic science fiction. Check it out. Feel free to check it out, The Squash Buckler Diaries. I will see you next time. And for now, have an empowered day.